0: Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda.
1: And I'm George. Amanda and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 26 for me and season 22 for Amanda.
0: And this is day 7 of season 94, and you didn't miss anything. We skipped day 6 for a variety of reasons.
1: It was first day of school, and I did very badly.
0: Me too. I, Mm -hmm. I had very little to offer in the way of assisting anybody. Yeah. Uh, Working out those particular questions
1: much like actual school. We were very smart until we got there
0: (laughs) Well, that's why we come back to to try to learn some more Uh, Question one asks us uh, In what professional sports league did the Houston Oilers Dallas Texans and New York Jets win championships in the 60s? Uh,
1: This was the uh, American Football League uh, predecessor of the current NFL's American Football Conference uh, I, I pretty much had this at Oilers and Jets, and mm. I had to think about the Dallas Texans. Was that actually a thing? Am I thinking of something else? Am I thinking of some other football? Because I was fairly certain it was football, because I remember the Houston Oilers in particular okay. uh, being a football team. Um, and so I, I kind of had to think, was this one of like the earlier uh, non-NFL type leagues that kind of got absorbed into the league, as the Oilers and the Jets did, uh, and several other teams as well? Uh, but no, I just kept coming back to I'm pretty sure that was the AFL. I'm pretty sure the uh, the Jets survived unscathed, more or less, into the NFL. I believe they played in the third Super Bowl, which was the first one that the AFL, possibly at that point, the AFC, actually won. Because mm-hmm. um, at, uh, at the time of the first two or three or four Super Bowls, the NFL and the AFL were actually separate. And mm-hmm. the whole point of it was, okay, let's see which one is better." Right. And it was only after that had happened for a few years that the NFL said, "All right, uh, you know I don't know if it was like a, a competitive matter or just a money thing, but they finally said, "Okay, we're going to absorb you and ah. uh, and that way it will it'll will make more money for all of us, and we won't be competing against each other because Lord knows why would professional sports ever compete against each other. <laughs> Why would antitrust laws ever apply to this? Anyway, uh, so I said American Football League.
0: Yeah, that's that's a little episode of sports history that I tend to forget exists, mm-hmm. and it did trip me up on this question, uh, not least because I think of teams named the Oilers and the Jets also being hockey teams, mm-hmm. uh, specifically the Edmonton Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets, mm-hmm. And I, so I kind of thought, you know, this isn't going to be just the NFL. Like I, I knew that the New York Jets are an NFL team, um, but I thought, well, it's not going to be just that because that's way too super obvious for it to be a one league <laughs> question. question. Um, and so I kind of thought, well, what other, um, you know, pro sports league would have these teams in, the, teams in them? And I thought perhaps, you know. That the Oilers had either, you know, subsequently moved, you know, to or back to Edmonton yeah. and maybe the Jets had, you know, had migrated from Winnipeg to New York at some point. Yeah. Um, so I just thought this, maybe this is the NHL because, yeah. you know, I, I, I couldn't reconcile it just being the NFL because, you know, the, again, that would be just too trivial, if you will, for, for a question that we would be facing. Yeah. Um, so that's what I put down but it was the AFL the American
1: Football League sure Question 2 asks us for an Indonesian island province whose capital is Denpasar and is likely best known as a tourist destination
0: Yes and it sort of cryptically notes that it produces significant agricultural output which is a very weird phrase to include here Um, just because it, it makes you think there's something about the name of this province that would indicate a specific agricultural output. So I note that, you know, Java is mentioned and I guess Lombok, you know, doesn't suggest anything in particular to me, but Java of course is coffee. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, um, figured this must be a place name that has like, an agricultural sort of significance to it. Um, I ended up putting down Mocha because I thought that might be, you know, related to Java and, um, you know, perhaps, um, what we say, counterintuitively is more of a tourist destination than it is an agricultural, um, you know, economy, let's say. So that's really it. That's, you know, that's what I could winkle out of this. So that's what I put down.
1: Um. My my first thought was Bali because that is basically my first thought whenever anybody says an Indonesian island. Mm. I feel like I answered it three or four times in <laughs> the past twenty six seasons in Learned League, and I don't know that I've ever been correct.
0: It's your I M P of Indonesian islands.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, you know, looked at it and thought, well, okay, east of Java is that a thing? You know, it wasn't Krakatoa east of Java. Uh okay, so it's probably not Krakatoa because I don't think there is a Krakatoa anymore. Um, but I just kind of thought, okay, if I'm thinking of a tourist place in Indonesia, Bali just pops right to mind, and mm-hmm. it, it would it seems unfair to ask me for a tourist mecca of Indonesia and have it not be Bali because mm. it's just kind of the stereotype. It's like you know, name a sure. uh, name a famous. Uh, castle in ireland well it's the blarney one <laughs> so you know and anything else just doesn't count you're being unfair mm. uh, so i went with bali okay.
0: um yeah and that was the correct answer yeah. i just uh mm-hmm. i i'm just very perplexed as to why the agricultural piece was put in there
1: uh it is and i had to look this up of course um the most it's it's the it's the largest sector of the Balinese economy by number of jobs. Okay. So more more people on Bali are employed in agriculture.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, than anything else, but like eighty percent of their economy is tourism. Mm. So. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, like, is there a particular agricultural product at all?
1: Coffee. It is coffee. Arabica coffee.
0: I okay. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. I've never heard of Bali coffee, so that's. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, there's yeah, that that completely threw me off. The trail. and, I, and
1: I, I only kind of skimmed this part of the Wikipedia page on it. <laughs> well, I guess there's a there's a Balinese coffee process. Okay. But the the crop that they grow is the Arabica bean. Mm,
0: okay. I think so. Not that it helped me. Question three asks us about uh, the plant that was used in ancient universities um, to present a wreath to graduates in poetry and rhetoric and which carries
1: forth today to a term of distinction. Uh, so my first thought is laurel wreath. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a term of distinction. Uh, it makes sense that it would be, you know, kind of a, uh, a presentation of success. Uh-huh. Uh, because I believe it was originally uh, a symbol of martial success in the Roman Empire. Or even before that, I believe it was an award at the Olympic Games. If you say so. And I seem to recall, and I may be making this up, or I may have read it in a pseudo-historical fantasy novel or the like, that uh, games at different places than Olympus, they had different ones. There were the Olympic games, and then there were the other ones. And I forget what some of them may have been called. Um, But those other places used different plants for their wreaths. Okay. And that the laurel was used because it was uh you know in, at olympus it was mm. native to the area and it was it was uh you know thought to be blessed by the gods and, and the like and then of course other places had other gods that uh, blessed different plants and so there were different wreaths but the laurel wreath kind of survived through the ages and as i say i may be making this all up not intentionally but i may put it in my brain somewhere so i um so i kind of almost had try to talk myself out of this because you know i'm thinking like well ancient universities that isn't quite the history and etymology that i know or that i believe i know so it might not be that but i just couldn't think of anything else that worked uh as this term of distinction and as a reward for graduating an an, an indicator of success so i just went with laurel Mm
0: -hmm. well the thing that i realized when i that was the first thing that uh came to mind for me as well is the laurel wreath is always a um that that type of honor and there's of course the expression resting on your laurels which Mm -hmm. i assume Mm -hmm. relates to it um but more importantly the term of distinction in question is laureate as in nobel laureate or poet laureate Uh, and so that's and i kind of only just realized that now as i'm the the poet laureate part um as I was sort of thinking it through and and listening to your rationale as well. But, um, you know, that's, that's what really clinched it for me is like, I think this is a Laurel. Um, and you know, I, I, I think that would make sense for, um, what, you know, this particular tradition, but the fact that Laureate comes from, from that, um, is what really made me think, yep, that, that fits pretty well with, um, the you know the the description of this term in the question. Um, I also would make note that this is a little bit of a roundabout food and drink question, just in the sense that uh, bay leaves are actually laurel leaves. I don't know if you would have uh, run across that, but mm-hmm. um, but that's you know when it's used as a sort of herb in cooking, mm-hmm. um, it's a bay laurel yeah. um, that that we get those leaves from. So. Um, and I think that part of why it might be used for that is because it's, it smells kind of refreshing and herbaceous and it's it's pleasant, you know, to to have a laurel wreath around. Um, and so I, I was pretty darn sure this was laurel. That's what I put down.
1: And that was correct. Mm-hmm. Question four asks us what type of machine was known as a penny farthing? A bicycle.
0: Mm-hmm. It was the the old timey looking bikes with one big wheel and one small wheel. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think you wore a t-shirt with a walrus riding one a couple of days ago. Literally
1: yesterday, (laughs) because it was the anniversary of the debut of the Prisoner TV series. Okay. In which the penny-farthing bike was a symbol uh, that people wore on badges in the village. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was before they figured out gears, so they needed the gigantic front wheel that you were Mm pedaling. Because if you pedal a small wheel, it takes forever to... Yeah. You can't you're, get anywhere. Yeah. You're you're pedaling too fast, or some. Ah. So there's some there's some mechanical reason they had those. It sure. wasn't just because people were like, check out my huge front <laughs> wheel. Uh, even though I can totally believe that that was maybe ah. why it was, but no, it was sure. it was a mechanical thing that they uh, they had. But yeah, it was a that's a bicycle. It was named that because the front wheel was large, like a uh, penny coin compared to a farthing coin, sure, or the other way around. I've never been quite sure but one of the coins was much yeah. bigger the <laughs> the equivalent of calling it a quarter dime right uh, if it had been invented in the US instead of in England sure so yep yep yeah same here it's a bicycle
0: yep and, and that was the correct answer that was just a very like I as soon as I saw a penny farthing I was like mm-hmm. this is probably a bicycle is what they're asking for yep. question 5 asks for a short story published in the collection The Sketchbook of Jeffrey Cran Gent and uh, maybe the most famous literary work in the colonial layabout micro-genre. <laughs> uh,
1: so I figured this is the story about Rip Van Winkle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Went to sleep, woke up 20 years later. That's really all I know of this story. I feel like I read it, but I don't remember it. Mm. It was probably 34 years ago. Yeah, I'll see. Um, uh, but I... I I talked myself out of it, spoiler, because I thought, well, the name of the story isn't Rip Van Winkle. (laughs) Uh, I'm pretty sure it was by Washington Irving, who also wrote the story of Ichabod Crane and the Headless Horseman. Right. Um, And one of those stories was titled The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Right. And so I, I managed to convince myself, no, the one about Ichabod Crane was actually called The Headless Horseman, because it wouldn't just be called... Ichabod Crane just mm. like Rip Van Winkle wouldn't just be called Rip Van Winkle so uh-huh. that one was the legend of Sleepy Hollow <laughs> and I almost talked myself back out of that because there was the TV show Sleepy Hollow mm-hmm. um, and I'm pretty sure that the main character of that was Ichabod <clears throat> Crane
0: uh, I, maybe yeah probably Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, but then I, I started thinking well yeah but they called it Sleepy Hollow not because of Ichabod Crane but because like he went to sleep and, uh, you know, yeah, and, and besides, you know, the show was, it wasn't like the show was a faithful retelling of the story anyway. It was nice. all jumbled up and nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so I kind of convinced myself, no, the reason they called it Sleepy Hollow is to, you know, kind of harken back and refer to the Rip Van Winkle thing, because mm-hmm. it was Ichabod Crane, but he had, you know, somehow been in a suspended animation or preserved or whatever for 200 years. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I convinced myself that this was The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which was the story that starred Rip Van Winkle. Mm. Um, and I kind of wish I'd, I'd... I actually did sort of think, like, maybe I should answer, like, uh, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow starring Rip Van Winkle, or Rip Van Winkle, comma, <laughs> uh, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, or mm. something like that, just to see if I could maybe sneak it by the computers mm-hmm. uh, in case I was wrong, uh, about one or the other. Uh, but no, I just said The Legend Sleepy Hollow.
0: Okay. So I I went through many of the same uh, thought contortions uh, about this question because, you know, there's the fact that the, the one with the Headless Horseman is called The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. And I really, for a while there, cabled about it because the phrase, if there is such a thing made me think of legends like made me associate uh-huh, this with uh-huh. a legend specifically um and i thought you know i thought is that a clue in there basically to use that phrase because it's a the whole second half of the question is a weird you know sort of explaining what the question's about without you know saying it outright and not that that's not a thing in many questions in Learning League, but this is in a weirdly like non factual way, mm-hmm. in a way. Like, yeah. I, I don't think that colonial layabout is a micro genre. I don't think there is such a thing. Right. Um. And so I had to really sort through, like, you know, A of all, is this about Rip Van Winkle? I think, yes, it is, because. If you're talking about a colonial layabout, I don't think there is one in The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. It's just that it's called Sleepy Hollow, and that's the only sleep association Uh uh that it really has, other than maybe with, say, Nightmares or something like that. Um, And so I thought, it's not that one. So it's the one with Rip Van Winkle in it. And I thought, what's that one called? I, I thought it probably had the name Rip Van Winkle in the title. So I figured... If it's not just called that, then maybe I'll at least get credit. If it's like the tale of Rip Van Winkle or, you know, the adventures of Rip Van Winkle or, or whatever it is, if I say Rip Van Winkle, it should be pretty clear that I'm talking about that story. Um, and so I ended up putting that down because I just thought that's that seems right ish. And I, I know it's at least on the right track, I think because I was pretty sure that it's, you know, this this weird second half of the description is kind of there to help rule out, in a way, um, you know, Ichabod Crane and the mm-hmm. um, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, because that's really just a ghost story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, you know, definitely not what I'd call a colonial layabout. Um, so with all that kind of trying to piece together into coherence, I put down Rip Van Winkle.
1: And that was correct.
0: Whew. Yeah. Yow. Hmm.
1: Question six asks us for a Nicki Minaj song that recently hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and samples a Rick James song of similar title.
0: Yeah, so two problems I had with this question is one, I am not that current on pop music. Um, and had no idea that Nicki Minaj had had a number one hit last month. Um, and so I uh, was left thinking of, okay, what Rick James songs do I know? And I don't know why it is stuck in my head um, that he did Brick House. I th- I always think, like, if I'm trying to think of a song of his, that comes to mind and I don't know why. Other than it's, it's kind of a funk-inflected song and... You know, sounds like something he would have um, certainly could have written um, or or performed. So I put down Thick House because I thought, yeah, okay, this is, you know, kind of Nicki Minaj sampling from that similarly named song that, you know, that kind of makes some level of sense that you kind of, you know, take ownership of it and and comment on that, I guess. So a sheer guess. I, I didn't know this one at all and didn't have a way into it, really.
1: Uh, the song that I most associate with Rick James is Super Freak. Sure. I figured, yeah. M- more that,
0: accurately than me. The, <laughs>
1: that uh, sounds like a song that Nicki Minaj would do. Sure. Mm-hmm. So we'll go with Super Freak.
0: Very close. It was Super Freaky Girl. Yeah, I'm not going to get credit for that. No. Yeah. Well, That's a different, different title. That song,
1: yeah, that title.
0: Yeah, so I'm all the way up to three correct today, up from one. So that's an improvement, I guess. <laughs> I'll try to look on the bright side of you, that.
1: You only got one yesterday? Yes. Oh, wow. I, I thought,
0: said it at the top of the podcast, I had, too. I thought you had three I'd like to forget it Sunday. as well. Wow. Okay. But no. Wow.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, I had four, and I, I feel I feel dumb about talking myself out of Rip Van Winkle. Mm. Uh, yeah. I don't knowing think you Knowing the get answer, to... but not knowing the answer answer is... I mean, one of the ones that kills me.
0: It's only the second day of school. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I just, I, I felt a little off off my game. I, you know, I had to make a second cup of tea this morning because mm. the first one, I was trying a new kind that I just, you know, had never had before and it just did not do the job. And so the second one did, but I, I think I was too locked into my answers to, <laughs> for my performance enhancing drug to... Uh, mm me with anything yep. i just found that the, you know some of these just kind of baffling or mm. misleading to me specifically like you know clearly they could get other people to the right answer but it just i i was keying in on the wrong things mm-hmm. i guess happens yeah so know. not great could so. be worse mm-hmm. so that's really it for today and for yesterday i guess <laughs> Uh, tune in tomorrow, though, for more post game analysis. And remember don't forfeit, don't cheat.